welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's Garbage People and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. And my name is Cassandra. I'm your other host. Hello, Erica Curry. Hello. How are you? What? <laughs> how are we? <laughs> how are you? <we? laughs> I we good. And how are you? Oh, I'm good. I've just been watching a lot of Canada's Drag Race. Erica, babe, <laughs> this is a lot of drag race. It's it's too much, some might say. I told you and the listeners, I believe, like, I when I watch too much drag race or when I watch it too many times in a row, like, I kind of become an asshole. I've become somewhat insufferable. <laughs> like, yeah, because even just behind the curtain, uh, getting ready to start recording, Erica... <laughs> has said the term, I need to get my pussy together. Or like, what is it? I need to step my pussy up. Yeah, like three or four times. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I've known you for a lot of years, and I've never heard you talk like that until today. (laughs) (laughs) So Canada, my dude? I mean, I've heard of people watching UK. Uh, Canada? Canada feels like, like the DVD knockoff a little bit. Not to say that there's not great talent there. It just, it feels like the home video version of Drag Race. Have you, you've watched all the American seasons at this point? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you do have to move on to Canada. I, I got to go to Holland. I got to go to Thailand next. I got to, I got to take them all in. Or you could consume other media. That, yeah, you know what? Now that you put it out there, that's actually a really good idea. I should consume other media and stop saying I got to step my pussy up when talking about a podcast microphone position. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I was talking about my new office setup. Why are you trash this week? I make to-do lists for myself or sometimes I just vocalize them a lot over and over again sometimes annoyingly. Erica, I got to wash my fucking sheets. I got to wash my sheets. Uh Uh-huh. And I've, you know, like I'm an adult and so I've grown into having not just a comforter, you know, but like a duvet and a duvet cover. And, you know, I have to use the shitty fucking machines that are at my apartment building. So it's like, and I'm on the third fucking floor with no elevator. It is a to do to wash my linens and my sheets. And so I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. But I need to fucking do it. Now, do you have multiple sets that you could rotate in while you're waiting to wash? I have another pair of sheets, but it doesn't match. That is a good idea that maybe I should just get another pair of sheets. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't solve the duvet problem. And also now I'm thinking about storage. But maybe I could get rid of the other sheets that I own that don't match. <sighs> I don't know. It just it's, – it's fucking stressful because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it even a little bit. But I really, really need to fucking do it. Like my birthday is coming up. I'm, I can't go into my birthday or on a trip because, you know, I'm going to the desert. Uh, if you're listening to this, I've, I've already been to the desert. I can't just you, – you can't go into it with shit sheets. You can't. Yeah, absolutely can't. I'm trash because I'm sleeping like a college student. A college student with a maid bed. Mm -hmm. Why are you trash? 
Well, I have a historic trash, mm. and I one time walked into an audition, and then I left barefoot, and I'll tell you why. Oh, boy. I had an audition for a national commercial for a shoe brand. Uh-huh. They're not paying me, so I won't drop their name. Fuckers. Fuckers. And I, I went into the audition, and they said, can you slate? And so I said, you know, Erica Curry, I live in Los Angeles, I'm 5'6", and they said, no, lower. And I said, Erica Curry, 5'6", <laughs> loss. And they were like, no, no, this is for your shoes. We need you to hold the slate with your name by your feet. And so I, I knew it was for the shoe brand, so I went in wearing the brand of shoes because, you know, you got to dress for the part you want. Uh-huh. And they were like, all we want is your shoes to photograph. And so I took them off and had to walk back to my car barefoot <laughs> in socks, basically, because all they wanted to book was the, sh- the shoe itself, not me. They didn't give a shit about me. They booked the shoes. Wait, did... Did you get paid? I got paid in shoe gift cards. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) If they had the shoe gift cards, why couldn't they just go buy a pair of shoes? They wanted lived-in shoes. They wanted to, like, sell your story of how you wear the shoes and, like... Well, whose story are they selling if you're not there to tell it? Exactly. They literally photographed the shoes. So what they're saying is... She knows how to live in a shoe. She knows how to do in a shoe, but she doesn't, we can't have the face to that shoe. My face was, I guess, not good enough for to, to be in a shoe ad. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, so I had to walk back to my car barefoot after I, I booked it, in quotations, but they wanted <laughs> the shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like some creepy Craigslist shit. I don't, you need to call your agent. <laughs> you know where else you have to take off your shoes? At a, I don't have a joke. <laughs> At the airport. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah, you're right. I just, I thought I was going to have a joke and I didn't. And wow, that was really embarrassing. According to NBCnews.com, this is our first story. A security screener at the New York airport is out of a job after slipping a note to a traveler that read, You ugly. U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) Neil Strassner was going through security checkpoint at Greater Rochester International Airport in late June when the security guard handed him a torn piece of paper with those words scrawled on it. Strasser said he only recently obtained a copy of the security footage from that day through the Freedom of Information Act. Is this a George Bush classic, the Freedom of Information Act? How do you mean? Like, did he make it? Oh, FIA? Oh, Great. whoops, this is since 1967. Yeah, it's how you can petition the government and and get, you know, records of things that are going on. It's how we've discovered a lot of, like, old top secret projects. Whoa. Okay. Damn, so I'm just dumb as hell. Lyndon B. Johnson coined it. Go figure. He called the airport and he tried to explain that he wanted the information and they said that I had to talk to the county, Strassner said on Friday. I called the county and they said it was the only way I could get it was to ask for a Freedom of Information Act request. 
So he was at the airport going through TSA and he, the TSA person slipped him a note and he's like, okay. And then the TSA person was like, you're going to open the note. That's he yelled at him. You're going to open the note. (laughs) I want to see your reaction. Like basically. (laughs) I was more confused than anything. Strassner said, I kind of just looked right through it and thought that was weird. So turns out that this person who's working at the TSA was a contractor from a company called VMD Corporation, it's a security-based company in Virginia. Uh, this is something new that I did not know, that our TSA people could be, like, contractors. Yeah, this should alarm everyone, because they are our sky cops, and the fact that they can be, be contracted and not government regulated is terrifying. (laughs) Like I was under the impression that to work for the TSA, like it was like a very strenuous interview process. And like, you know, like they had to go and like, they do like home visits to make sure that you can like, that you're like sane or all these things. I didn't realize it's like, just uh, this is, mm, I don't want to get on my pedestal. See a better pull me off, Erica. But there are way too many contractor jobs in this country. Like people are getting fucked. I I do not disagree. The down to our airport security, you can't even get someone health insurance for working for the fucking TSA. I don't know. Maybe VMD Corporation does it, but I'm guessing they don't. I I can't disagree. It is a scary proposition to think about. And I, it makes me lose a little faith in the TSA as if like, there were any to begin with. Yeah, no kidding. But like, like are airports private businesses or are these government run? I believe they're private businesses that are run, are regulated by the government. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I don't know. I, like, I know this isn't the point of the story, but I just like, I read this and it, it kind of was like, is there any sector of any business at this point that isn't trying to get cheaper labor? Like even our safety on an airplane is is subject to cutting corners. Also, I'm talking out of my fucking ass. I don't know, you know, like if this is if that's actually what's happening. All I see is security company based in Virginia contracted through the Transportation Security Administration. So, I mean, that sounds pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I don't know. Like, I know this isn't the point of the story, but I just, like, I read this and it, it kind of was like, is there any sector of any business at this point that isn't trying to get cheaper labor? No, this is capitalism, man. It's a bummer. Like even our safety on an airplane is is subject to cutting corners. Also, I'm talking out of my fucking ass. I don't know, you know, like if this is if that's actually what's happening. All I see is security company based in Virginia contracted through the T- Transportation Security Administration. So, I mean, that sounds pretty obvious to me. Well, what's crazy is that they denied his request for the footage and that he finally turned to Reddit once he got the footage and he uploaded it to shame them 
and that within two hours, the company had contacted him after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The supervisor from VMD was like, mm, I don't know if that happened. And yeah, go, you got to get use the internet. And then all of a sudden, everything fucking works. Oh, my goodness. He says he flies out of there all the time. They're actually pretty good airport. Out of all the airports I go to in the country, it's actually my favorite. So... There you go. They didn't lose that airport, that private business didn't lose a customer, even though, you know, apparently he's fucking ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's not an image of Mr. Strassner, so we cannot confirm nor deny if he is, in fact, you ugly. I mean, that is my second point about it is like, oh, wow, the TSA, his contract is also like, how ugly is this guy? (laughs) Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe the TSA person was flirting. Ooh, like a little nag? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a good way to flirt, but people do it. <laughs> what so am I talking yeah. about? I guess I tease people I like all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Am I a bad yeah. person? No, I don't think people like me until they make fun of me or tease oh, really? me. Yeah. Like, that's when I know somebody that, like, truly likes me or is comfortable with me is when they can, like, call me out on shit and make fun of me. Oh, that's cute. I should talk about that in therapy, but... Hey, did you get a new therapist yet? No, we haven't broached the subject. Got it. Got it. I, yeah, I I don't have an appointment tomorrow uh, because I'm getting blood work done. Oh. And I thought about just, you know, politely maybe declining the next couple of, of meetings and then, you know, being passive aggressive about it and maybe she'll get the hint. Are you literally like... Trying to slowly ghost your therapist? Yes, because I don't have the necessary coping skills to be an adult and say, I don't know if this is working for me. Erica. (laughs) Just why I need the therapy. (laughs) No, but you need a different therapist. You don't like her. That's fine. But whatever. We'll we'll save this for therapy therapy. (laughs) You were going to have a great segue that I interrupted. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. And segue on. You know, speaking of segues, <laughs> according to thebusinessinsider.com, Amazon drivers say they had to poop in bags and struggled to change menstrual pads in addition to peeing in bottles. Wow. Speaking of unchecked capitalism. Yeah. Nice. Better. Amazon driver delivery drivers say that peeing in bottles and pooping in bags is common on the job. The company's time constraints make it difficult to find time to use the bathroom, drivers say. Amazon denied the peeing in a bottle thing in a tweet this week. So, oh, what? Oh, and urinating in bottles is not the only inhumane situation that drivers say they face. One driver told the insider that in addition to peeing in bottles, they regularly had to poop in bags because of the demands in the job. A second driver said they were aware of two incidents of bags of poop discovered in delivery vans. Well, then how the fuck are they having all this time to film TikTok videos where they're dancing with UPS and USPS drivers? Oh, sounds like somebody's a corporate shill for Amazon. I'm just asking. (laughs) Amazon is known for its strict time constraints and tracking of drivers, most of whom are employed by third-party companies. According to the drivers, those expectations can make it difficult to find time to use the bathroom, despite the company's policy of offering a 30-minute lunch and two 15-minute breaks. By the way, something about my voice and cadence sounded a lot like my mom just now, and it's a, which 
is disturbing. Um, but she did want to emphasize, because she texted me this, that she never tried to kill me growing up and okay. slowly poison me like uh, some short fucking story that Erica heard. <laughs> well, then I sincerely apologize to Mama Trashcan. That's not what I meant. If I don't that think was- she's seeking an she's not seeking an apology. <laughs> she loves the show. She I think she just wanted to make sure I knew. Yeah. <laughs> so. A delivery driver in the Detroit area said that getting her period was a nightmare because she did not have the time or space to stop and change her menstrual hygiene items. She said several female colleagues called her crying because they leaked through their clothing while working. The driver spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to be or on, in order to speak frankly of the situation. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. She said, I was forced because I didn't have anywhere to stop to change my pad in the back of the van. She said, I didn't have time to stop somewhere to change it. So I didn't have anywhere to throw it away either. You kind of have to carry the stuff with you. She said that it's inhumane to say the least. I'm a little confused why this needs to happen. Like, why does Amazon, can Amazon just afford to hire more drivers? That would cut into their profit loss ratio. And that would be required of, like, a decent company. And no, like, they won't change unless they unionize. They've been uh, delivering packages early lately. Early in the morning? No, like, early, like, like sooner than I'm expecting them. Oh, I've also... I've also dipped my toe back into Amazon purchasing and received packages... You know, in less than two days. Yeah, like the next day kind of stuff. And then I read this and I feel real bad. <laughs> it's impossible to escape Amazon because of AWS. Like the way that they make money is through Amazon webs, like web hosting. Uh-huh. Like they don't make money on the shipping and receiving of goods. Do they make much. money on Trashy Trashy? We don't use them for anything. Besides our personal spending, I believe. Oh, that's good. But it is impossible to escape AWS. Like almost every service that you can think of uses it in some way. Wait, are we on Audible? We are on Audible. Well, there you go. There Amazon, you go. baby. We're part of the problem. We've been bezoed. We've been bezoed. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so a side part and again from the businessinsider.com is that it was leaked documents reveal how Amazon built a Twitter army to defend itself in a secret project codenamed Veritas. Yes, Amazon facing a fresh round of scrutiny over the army of warehouse workers it enlisted to defend the company and CEO Jeff Bezos on Twitter against criticism of the company's grueling working conditions. He stepped down? Or did he not? Did he say he was going to step down and then not do it? Beyond my knowledge, I don't. I don't know. Is Jeff Bezos the CEO of Amazon? Is he still the CEO of Amazon? He's stepping down and will take on the new role of executive chairman. Oh, okay. executive so chairman. It's the same. I mean, he just won't be in the day to day, but it's it's a golden parachute. Like it's the same position. Andy Jassy to take over in Q3. Cool. Looking forward to it. Great. 
On Tuesday of this week, The Intercept published leaked documents detailing the program, which Amazon launched in 2018 under the codename Veritas, revealing how Amazon recruited and trained employees to set the record straight, leaving no unchallenged, no lie unchallenged, and showing that people who actually know what it's like to work in our FCs love their jobs. Amazon required the ambassadors to have strong performance background and a clean HR record to be authentic and have a great sense of humor and be excited about speaking their mind and rebutting our critics in a polite, blunt way. You'd be good at this job, Erica. Oh, I would. I mean, I'm no little Nas X. Like, I can't clap back as much as he is this week, but I've got a I've got a decent clap back, I would say. I mean, you're authentic. You have a great sense of humor, you're excited about speaking your mind, and you can rebut critics in a polite and blunt way. I thank you so much for recognizing me. I should have signed up for Project Veritas. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you'd be sleeping well at night, but you'd be, you'd be doing great and probably not get any health insurance for it. Basically, dozens of Twitter accounts this week portraying themselves as Amazon warehouse employees began responding to new reports that the warehouse and delivery staff have to pee in bottles or in some cases defecate in bags. And a lot of those Twitter stories are new accounts with almost no tweets and they're basically shill accounts is what it appears. Wait, so is that to say that it's not true? Oh, no, no, no. Project Veritas did happen. But this week, there were new fake accounts that Twitter shut down. Or it's these actual drivers making accounts to remain anonymous. What's yeah. the truth, Erica? I, I don't know. Amazon told the New York Times, Karen Weiss, that the account was fake and that it was reported in the account to Twitter. Amazon has been openly and aggressively anti-union and has deployed a range of union-busting tactics from pushing company talking points during mandatory midnight education meetings to changing the timing of traffic lights near its facilities. The retail, wholesale, and department store union under which Amazon employees are seeking to organize said the move was a ploy to stop its members from talking to workers at red lights. What? Yeah. How the fuck does Amazon... They've got the money. Lights. They petitioned the city. You can pay to get the lights fixed? Yeah. What the fuck? Am I so stupid that I'm like, what is the government? Is there government? It's easily bought and paid for, baby. I'm sick. TSA is, is, is bought and paid for from independent contractors, and Amazon can switch the fucking street lights? Yeah. Yeah, welcome to capitalism. Jesus, I cr- I'm, I'm the size of a fucking ant, aren't I? Yep. Oh, we no. We have no impact. <sighs> Shit. My stomach's turning. I'm having a existential crisis. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you knew all of this. <laughs> it's those things that you know, mm-hmm. but you don't know, you know. Oh, I know. I know. You know what else I know? You got to be careful around a hot mic. Yeah, we are. We are on mic right now and we got to watch what we say. But you know who didn't? Who didn't? (laughs) According to ABC7.com, hot mic catches Southwest Pilots expletive field rant against Bay Area. In San Francisco last week, a Southwest airline pilot was caught on a hot mic 
making an expletive-filled rant against the Bay Area. Fuck this place, goddamn liberal fucks. Like eight guns out here somewhere as it is. Fucking weirdos probably driving around in fucking Hyundais, fucking roads, and shit that goes slow as fuck. Well, his tirade does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was expecting this rant to have, you know, to make sense. Yeah, I wish it was like a coherent sentence. Yeah. Like, fuck this place, goddamn liberal fucks. Got it. Got it. Like, Check. Like eight guns out here somewhere as it is. What? What is that? I don't know. Maybe he's talking about the, the marshals, which who the fuck knows who hires them? <laughs> like fucking Nestle? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking weirdos probably driving around in fucking Hyundais. That all, that all makes sense. Fucking Hyundais are for weirdos. Fucking roads and shit that go slow as fuck. It, like, was he in traffic in driving a plane? Exactly, exactly. His tirade wasn't broadcast to passengers, but travelers say that the audio is certainly concerning. I think it's a good thing that the aircraft did not hear that because I would be very scared to hear a pilot saying that, especially with everything that's been going on, said Judiana, Judina Trade. What, what's been going on? The shootings? I guess so, yeah. That's fair. Okay. I, I, I just didn't know if I yeah. missed a terrorist attack while I was, you know, continuing to be a fucking dollar sign in the American machine. Southern California resident Shane Forkner told ABC7 News, I think I'd maybe be worried that he was drunk or out of his mind, maybe. Did you know that pilots can't get, get therapy? Yeah. And like all those things? Yeah. Which so is they, like, concerning. Yeah, so they kill themselves a lot, and then they're also, like, alcoholics. It's weird, huh? Allegedly. <laughs> of course, yes. Everything is alleged, you guys. That's our blanket statement at the top. You gotta remember that. You're listening to Trashy Trashy, a couple of fucking dollar signs. Tiny ones at that. In the American machine. Ugh, I want to puke. You know what uh, uh, calms me down after all of this? <laughs> what does? Watching YouTube cooking shows. Yes, yes, yes. You know who shouldn't host a YouTube cooking show, though? Ooh, who shouldn't? Probably an Italian mafia fugitive. Ooh, according to NBCNews.com, Italian mafia fugitive caught in Dominican Republic after police find YouTube cooking show. Hey, guess what? If you're a fugitive, cook cook for yourself. Maybe write a book under like a different name. Don't make a YouTube cooking show. If, I mean, you know, that's that's telling I'm telling you to my listeners, it, to any of the trash cans who might have warrants out for their arrest, lay low. <laughs> Mafia fugitive was arrested in the Dominican Republic after inadvertently tipping off the police to his culinary hobby. After, after seven... Oh, sorry. You go. No, no go ahead. No, because I want to hear you say this Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> after seven years on the run, Mark Farine Claude Biart was tracked down through a YouTube cooking channel he started with his wife, Italian police said in a statement. Mark Farine Claude Biart. I don't know. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, The alleged gangster's love for Italian cuisine 
and Tattoo Inc. made his arrest possible. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Though he carefully hid his face from the videos, Biart failed to disguise his distinctive giveaways, his body tattoos. He didn't have his face in the... Babe, Mark, if you're not going to even show your fucking face, what he's trying to do like... Like eater videos where he's just like super sped up. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> honey, start a blog. What are you thinking? Police said they believe Biart is a member of the notorious Ndrada crime syndicate, one of the most feared and powerful in Europe, from the Calabria region of the toe of the southern Italy's boot-shaped peninsula. Cute. He was wanted Uh, for allegedly trafficking cocaine from the Netherlands since 2014, police said. Biart, 53, has been living in the Dominican Republic for the past five years, and police have been keeping a low profile. Oh, and police said he's been keeping a low profile during his stay in the Caribbean, besides the cooking videos posted to the internet. Come on. Come on, you fucking moron. So he made these with his wife, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh. You just some people just can't help themselves. I mean, I'm I'm currently rewatching Narcos with my boyfriend about Pablo Escobar. Sure. And it it blows my mind how much money and power can corrupt someone's mind. Yeah. Pablo Escobar, I'm learning, not a good guy. No. Maybe one of the worst. Yeah, it's interesting how he's romanticized, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bad boy. Very bad boy. And Mark, as he was known to locals, was a, a trafficker and a drug runner and was very, very bad. Mamma mia. Another Nendranegera mafia member was arrested in Portugal on Monday. Francisco Pele, who'd been on the run for 14 years, was found at a clinic in Lisbon where he was receiving COVID-19 treatment. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. But But uh, made a little bit more sense. He was accused of ordering the murder of a boss of a rival clan who survived the attack, but whose wife died in the ambush. Damn, these are like, like legit gangsters. Yeah, like the mafia like is like a fucking thing. Yes, it's a big deal and we should maybe not be talking about it. <laughs> I'll say this. I'm curious how good is Italian food is. Oh, I bet it's amazing. It's got to be because otherwise why would you share it if it's not the best? And so how cool is it to like flex, like we're, everyone's getting their vaccines, you know, you start having people over again and you'd be like, now the spaghetti I made you guys, this is actually, you know, this is the one that got him caught. So <laughs> dig in and everyone's like, holy shit, this is so good. I'm so glad that he got caught. I hope the YouTube videos are still up. We'll have to look for them. They can't be, right? I mean, they were part of a criminal enterprise so who knows but i'll look for them and link them on our social media if i can find them i mean that that would be fun maybe we can like everyone from trashy trashy can make it together 
this is my spaghetti marguerite pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in general, just like, you know, you can tag me in uh, spaghetti photos. Just that's just like all, any trashy, trashy listener, please. Send me some spaghetti photos. Our next story also comes from us across the pond from the BBC.com. Kardashian clones. Teacher who was struck off remains defiant. So a teacher who was struck off, which means fired, after mocking pupils for dressing like Eastern European prostitutes and Kardashian clones, has defended himself and says he has no regrets. Alexander Price, 43, was found guilty of professional misconduct for his anonymous blog about the annual prom in Dinbing High School in North Wales. So Mr. Price cannot work again as a teacher for two years, which he later says in the article, he didn't plan on being a teacher ever again. But he had a blog called the Provoked Pedagogue. That's pedagogue? Yeah. What a pretentious fuck. No shit. The provoked pedagogue, which, you know, a pedagogue is a teacher, especially a stricter pedantic one. Uh, thanks, Google. I just, so he claims that pupils snorted cocaine at the school prom, which he said was more important to the pupils and the school than the education and exam results. He, once they, once he got wind that uh, the school found out that he had the provoked pedagogue blog, the anonymous blog, he took it down. And he offered to resign, but they said, no resignation, sir. We will be firing you instead and telling everybody what you said. And uh, he thinks that that's kind of stupid because he was like, if I would have resigned, nobody would have had to read what I wrote. But now everyone is reading it and whatever. I don't give a fuck, basically. Yeah, I'm all for teachers being able to do what they want on their personal time. I don't think that teachers uh, have to be 24-7. But when you're talking about students, that's what I have the problem about. Yeah, like, if you really, I don't know, like, make your influence. I'm not a teacher. I don't know how hard it is. I imagine it's pretty fucking hard. So forgive me. But, you know... The influence and your opinions about these students can maybe be channeled into the learning. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, your I attitude mean, would, would definitely permeate, permeate, penetrate, permeate, penetrate. I don't know. Penetrate to the students, you know. I have a friend who's a teacher at uh, an LAUSD, and he does say that, like, you know, there's a lot of things that are just kind of frustrating and feel a little hopeless, which I understand. But, um, I mean, he doesn't have a blog about it. He just talks to his friends about it and then lets it go. Yeah, he just bitches in private. Yeah. So, anyways, this guy is – he said that uh, if you read the blog in its entirety, it makes the absolute opposite points that – the uh, school claims that it does and that they cherry pick the comments to make the case against him. And then when asked if he should apologize, he said, absolutely not. I have no regrets. No regrets. You know who might have some regrets? Ooh, our next story. Yes. According to the guardian.com French monks locked down with 2.8 tons of cheese. Pray for buyers. Why you make so much cheese? 
The French monastery in the heart of Burgundy has launched an emergency online sale to get rid of thousands of artisanal cheeses, which are languishing in its cellars as COVID-19 keeps away buyers. The Citeur Abbey, just south of Dijon, birthplace of the Cissetarian Classicata, sorry, I will stop, <laughs> usually sells its raw milk, semi-soft discs only to restaurants or visitors of its on-site shop. But since the drop of demand with the coronavirus crisis erupted last year, the Abbey's 19 Trappist monks, they've got 4,000 cheeses too many and a 2.8 ton problem. We tried explaining to our 75 cows that they needed to produce less milk, but they don't seem to understand, said Brother Jean-Claude, in charge of marketing for the monastery, which was founded in 1098. A great year. Hey, do you remember when I threw up at that uh, monastery in Barcelona? I do. (laughs) We had to take this like train thing up a mountain. And here's a hot tip for anyone traveling with me. A, I get a little nauseous with jet, jet lag. B, I get a lot nauseous with altitude. You put the two together, and I'm gonna throw up at a big church. <laughs> so, plus a night of heavy drinking the night before. Oh, sure, but like, there's just no way that that had anything because I didn't drink enough to like puke. Yeah, I drank enough to you know <laughs> say hola to Barcelona. <laughs> oh man. I <laughs> Their sales are down nearly 50%, he said, with French restaurants still closed since October 30th as the authorities try to stifle a third wave of cases. We need to clear out our stock. The Monk's Cheese won the silver medal last year uh, at an international food and drink competition in Lyon, a bastion of France's culinary, or culinary heritage. I would like – when I read this, I was like, I kind of want to buy this fucking cheese. Oh, I, I – yeah, the monks have teamed up with internet startup Divine Box, which sells products made by Abbeys in France and elsewhere, with the goal of selling at least a ton of cheese by Tuesday. The minimum oh. order is two wheels at about 20 euros each, plus shipping. According to the site, 700 kilograms have already been ordered. We're going to make it, John claude says. Should we hold a raffle? If we make it to 100 reviews in April... We will send you a wheel of said cheese. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, We're talking iTunes reviews, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. How many do we have right now? 86. 14 more reviews. Who? And we're just going to raffle off? Raffle off the next 14 reviews to break 100. I mean, damn. I'll do it. I'll do it for the reviews. That's exciting. That's exciting. I mean, we got to get this cheese. It sounds amazing. And it's well, probably- the minimum is two wheels. So what we could do is we, you know, we get one wheel for us, like to share mm-hmm. together, you know, when we're vaccinated fully. Because, you know, Erica and I got a little bit of that in our veins already. I, I got a little vax in me. Ooh. Um, I got a lot of acts in me. It's really exciting. And then, yeah, the the other wheel goes to you, listener, whoever gets raffled off in the next 14 reviews. So go to iTunes and review this podcast for a chance to get a, a wheel 
a fucking wheel of this amazing French monk blessed cheese. Can I say something also? If you've already left a review and you're like, damn, I want in that raffle, get your like mom or like your partner who doesn't even listen to the podcast to review it mm-hmm. and then reach out to us at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com or something or Instagram and say, hey, user this, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. I want in the raffle. Yeah. And then you're in the raffle. You then know? you're in the raffle. I want this cheese. You know what I do not want? Ooh. Our next story is sent in by Adam. Thank you so much, Adam. How do you, you feel about a pork, corn, and wheat slurry mixed into a loaf? <sighs> this is almost making me sicker than being a dollar sign. Don't turn up your snout. Scrapple Trail celebrates love it or loathe it breakfast meat. Scrapple, the breakfast meat made with pig parts, not often talked about like snouts, livers, and hearts, a thick layer of cornmeal mush, and sprinkles of herbs and spices is not for everyone, but devout Scrapple fans are steadfast in their belief that these grayish, brick-like blocks of mystery meat are better than bacon and maybe even more satisfying than sausage. Wow. Ooh, ooh. It's a local delicacy, it sounds like. If And no more proof is needed than a quick scroll through the Scrapple Trail, a year-old public Facebook page that now counts more than 7,200 members. Scrapple haters, don't yuck on this regional yum. The Scrapple Trail Facebook page celebrates and sings a passionate love song for the porky loaf that admirers seem to like best when it's sliced, fried until crisp, but still has a tender center. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of it. It just looks like a a piece of sausage. This article is describing it disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) Like grayish loaf brick you know it it just looks like a piece of like if you get a sausage in a circle you know not a link a circle it's just the same shit yeah patty like these just look like rectangular patties started as a lark by three maryland residents clayton mitchell bunky luffman and robert zimmeroff who serve as its administrators god imagine having the name bunky i had questions about Bunky immediately. <laughs> like, I'm Bunky, short for Bunker. It's a family name. My parents were really into the end of the world, and so I'm I was named Bunker. I was born in a bunker and um my parents were running out of oxygen, so they just named me Bunker. Oh my goodness. I mean it you know, I don't want to yuck somebody's yum. But it sounds- now that I've looked at a picture of it, yeah, I would eat this. However, we need to talk about branding because what is a hot dog if not Scrapple? You know, ooh, ooh, ooh. When you put it like that, you're right. Of course. I mean, hot dogs are made of fucking bullshit, and hot dogs are awesome. You go to, I don't even think twice when I'm at a baseball game and they go, would you like a hot dog? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Do you want the all beef or just the regular? And I'm like, which one's cheaper? (laughs) Okay. The the one with all the meat scraps? 
let me shove this in my mouth. So I think I'm just having an issue with the name Scrapple. It's the wheat slurry in there with it that makes it kind of questionable to me as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's like cornmeal in it. But like, I mean, I don't look with everything we've learned about capitalism today. You tell me there's not cornmeal in an all beef hot dog or a regular hot dog or like a sausage patty that you buy frozen or fucking every just no. I'm sorry. Like we're they're putting everything in everything. Scrapple is probably totally fucking normal, just has a shitty name and a bunch of old Bunky and Clayton and Robert are the only ones brave enough. Yeah. It sounds like after everything that you've learned today, you could use an emotional support animal, Cass. <sighs> yeah. What do you think I should get? Well, dogs are kind of in vogue, but what about an emotional support python? That sounds fucking awful. According to Fox 10 News, a police in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, is performing a DUI stop on Wednesday when they encountered an unusual passenger in one driver's car. He had an emotional support python sitting in the passenger seat, minding its damn business. Its head was reaching towards the glove compartment, and the cops took a picture of it. With it. Yeah. According to the website EmotionalSupportAnimalCo.com, there's a compelling case for why snakes might, surprisingly enough, be the perfect pet for the role. Snakes are relatively easy to care for and need to be fed infrequently. They are naturally hypoallergenic since they don't have hair or fur. They're very quiet, making them ideal to bring to public places. (laughs) And additionally, their tendency to wrap and coil themselves around people can feel extremely comforting, almost like a hug. Is this a fucking joke? No. No, it's Newsweek. What the (laughs) fuck? What? Yeah. (laughs) Almost like a hug. (laughs) It's like when millennials are just like, bring me death. They're like, try a python. Snakes are hardly the only exotic creatures to be adopted as emotional support animals. In 2020, article covering airlines regulations of animals on planes, The Guardian reported that the category of emotional support pet has been expanded far beyond the typical dog or cat. According to the article, Delta noted that passengers attempted to fly with comfort turkeys, gliding possums known as sugar gliders, snakes, and spiders. And the practice has caused controversy leading to many or leading to multiple airlines limiting the types of animals that are permitted on board. I have some bad opinions about this. Ooh. I say bad just because I do think that, you know, emotional support animals and what they're allowed to get away with might be detrimental to actual working. Uh, I shouldn't say actual working service animals like right right a big difference between service animals and emotional support animals yes if there's a dog whose job is to smell the child that they're with for who might have a seizure you know and the dog becomes distracted because someone has brought a turkey onto an airline or into a restaurant or just another dog that is not trained mm-hmm. around 
then you're putting this child or who or a blind person or whomever needs the service animal putting their life at risk because you don't you're putting their life at risk because you would like to have an emotional support animal with you at all times. And like, I'm not knocking it. You know, some people really have anxiety and like that really helps them. But I do believe there is some abuse of the system. Yes. And so that makes it really hard to have like a lot of sympathy for a lot of things when it's like, you know, if you have a lot of anxiety and you've got a dog that makes you feel better and bringing the dog to restaurants really helps you with crowd anxiety. And then you see that someone else in the corner has brought their dog and claimed it's an emotional support animal, but it won't behave. And they just brought it because they just brought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's got to be like a bad apple annoying. ruins the bunch. Yeah. And a bad apple unfortunately gets the most attention. And so, you know, like I don't, I don't see the use of a comfort turkey, and I don't think that snakes are giving hugs. Gobble gobble. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's just people finding a, a way to get a free plane ticket for their animal. I, but again, I, that's a controversial opinion, and I'm not trying to come down on people who actually need emotional support animals. I do believe that there's some legitimacy there. Yeah, I agree. But again, a few bad apples ruin the the perception of everyone. Totally, totally. And I mean, it's not illegal to drive it with a snake in your passenger seat, is it? Uh, I don't think so in Florida. I think it's he just got pulled over because he got a DUI. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's easy. Which also so rude. You're gonna pull someone over for a DUI and then like be like, we were to arrest you. Can we pose with your snake first? Can we take a picture with your snake? Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know what else is ridiculous? Uh, what? Well, spring is upon us and it's my favorite season. According to a tweet from the Sarah York on Twitter, she said, it's almost prom season, which means another round of posts of thoroughly unhinged men holding guns next to their teenage daughter and her date. Yeah. I mean, this is really chaotic. So there's like a, a bunch of pictures of like people posing their prom photos and then like you know, like obviously the threatening thing of like, dad, like if you do something to my daughter, I'll kill you. I just, I can't take that like concept and protection of virginity. And I've got to perform this, you know, performative masculinity and have a gun and threaten you. It's like, I mean, it makes for great content, but like, I can't fucking imagine what's going through that young man and that young woman's mind or that same-sex couple or non-binary couples. Like, I just can't. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's just like, I like maybe they think it's, obviously they think there's kind of something, there's cheekiness and like that it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of just like, it's just such a vibe. Like, you know, like I'm looking, like there's one and this guy, the dad has his arm around his daughter who's looking at him like, dad. And he's like got a handgun, like positioned Probably intentionally in front of her prom date's penis. Yeah. yeah. Like the gun is pointing down, but the gun is in front of this kid's dick. And it's like, I, it's just, okay, like, cool. And there's another one where like the guns are just pointing at the date. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's not even super clever. It's just like, there's an attempt to be cheeky, but I just don't think these are funny. 
I like the prom photos where there's a dog taking a shit in the background. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> this is much, much better and a much better way to, you know, hold on to a memory. <laughs> Did you go to prom? Opinion. Did you go to prom? I went to prom three times, Erica. Ooh. Up. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. But I went my freshman year. I went my junior year and I went my senior year. Ooh, brag. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to prom on the Universal Studios back lot. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I, I went to two proms there and then one, or was it one prom there and then two at the Skirball Museum? It was one or one or the other in one way or another. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird going to high school in Burbank and going to prom mm-hmm. on a back lot. <laughs> yeah. I bet there was some interesting hair. Oh, yeah. I went to prom. I was invited to multiple outside school proms, like other schools Mm. proms, but I couldn't attend due to, you know, various circumstances. I remember I got invited to a prom where MTV was filming a true life (gasps) and I got invited to be in the limo with the true life people and I could have been on MTV. But it was the same weekend as my hometown prom. So my parents were like, no, you can't go to another school's prom. (laughs) Dang it. Yeah. Oh, man. I bet there were some interesting hairstyles at your prom. Well, I mean, it was the uh, mid-2000 or late late aughts, 2008. So a lot of scene kids, a lot of side bangs or, you know, sometimes we'll cut our own hair and then it kind of looks like a mullet. Oh, really? Well, you know where mm-hmm. mullets are banned. According to news.com.au, it looks like Trinity College in Perth. Yeah, they labeled them unacceptable. I think this is Ted Cruz's fault. <laughs> an elite private boys' school in Perth has banned an iconic Australian hairstyle, labeling it untidy and not acceptable. Trinity College in Perth outlined their ban on their retro haircut in its recent newsletter. It is without reservation that the college sets clear requirements that ensure health and safety as well as setting a high standard for personal presentation. The current trend of growing the hair at the back of the head. I love that this article's like, we need to explain what a mullet is, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) The current trend of growing the hair at the back of the head and or closely cropping the sides of the head to accentuate the mullet style are untidy, non-conventional, and not accepted at Trinity College as are the trend of long hair and fringes. The college expectations on hairstyles can be found on page 18 of the student diary. Just FYI. Thank you. So you know what? I was flipping through my college, my Trinity College uh, handbook Mm -hmm. recently, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it. So that's good to know. Um, Students are also not permitted to have rat tails, top knots, Mohawks, extra long fringes, or any other non-conventional style cuts, the rules state. Jeez, man. That's so, like, weird. Let us express ourselves. Hey, man, it's, uh, you know, business in the front, party in the back. No parties there. Apparently, in February, Waverly College in Sydney also forbade the mullet, and the school's Deputy Principal Patrick Brennan told the Daily Telegraph at the time that the mullet haircut trending at present is not acceptable and students will be directed to the local barber or their preferred hairstylist to rectify any issues. I mean, I'm pro-mullet personally. Really? 
I love I love a mullet. Like I think it's funny. I think it's like intentional. <laughs> I love a mullet. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely like had one on accident. Like I said, we were cutting our own hair a lot or like, you know, a friend would cut our hair or whatever. But like outside of a scene kid mullet, I've never I've never seen a mullet that I liked except my friend's fiance. Shout out to Ashley Snyder. <laughs> he cuz you know, it's quarantine, everyone's hair is growing out and he has very very curly hair. Mm-hmm. So he kind of shaved like they kind of cut and shaved uh his hair into a mullet for a second and it was cool and then he was like, "Okay, I'm over this." <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Winston- like you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Winston's been uh keeping the side short, but he's growing out the top and he has a little top knot now. Oh, fun. He's very proud of his top knot. How cute. My partner's bald. Oh, that's cute too. Yeah, it's very cute. I mean, he braids his pubes, so. Oh, well, (laughs) there you go. Winston doesn't have any. No. (laughs) Ooh, sassy. You know what's crazy is that he'll have um, friends listen to this podcast Everyone like he'll just bring up that I'm on a podcast, and I feel like the episode that they keep always listening to, and I don't know why it's this one is I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one where when I was like, "Why are you trash this week?" The reason I was trash is because I got drunk with my cousins in Colorado and started shit with him, yeah. and like I'm like, "Are you directing them?" Because every he's like, "Oh, so and so listen to your podcast," and they're like, "Ooh, that was weird," and I'm like, "Are you?" Telling him this episode, that was like fucking three weeks ago, four weeks ago, now like a month or two ago. Yeah. And they keep finding that one. So like, I don't know what the title of that one is or whatever, but like, it is, it's killing me right now. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) You know what else is amazing? What? According to CNN.com, a bar in England has converted itself to a church. That's amazing. Well, I think to get around the country's laws, <laughs> I would sign oh. up to go to church. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. So um, the Romans had Bacchus, the Greeks had Dionysus, and the Aztecs, well, they had sent Zon Toto Chitin, a hard-drinking gang of 400 rabbit gods. The bunnies haven't had many prayers sent their way in recent years, but in 2020, being what it is, a tequila bar in Nottingham, England, is trying to change that and rescue its business at the same time. So as England left its second national lockdown on December 2nd and entered a system of tiered restrictions, Nottingham falls into the higher risk tier three category, which mandates that hospitality venues remain closed other than for delivery and takeaway. Wow. So they christened their church, christened their church, the Church of 400 Rabbits, which is an Aztec-themed bar and an extensive tequila menu and pending application to Nottingham's Registrar General of becoming a place of worship. Wow. Yeah, I mean they're skirting they're they're skirting a loophole in England's COVID-19 rules. So, having posted off an application to certify the place of meeting for religious worship under the Places of Worship Registration Act of 1855, the bar is now seeking congregants through its website. We didn't we we did a story about a church that was pretending to be a strip club in order to stay open, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Becoming a bunny believer is free, but at 10 euros, 
That contribution means that you're ordained as a reverend, a reverend of the righteous rabbits with a complimentary t-shirt as your official robes. Man, they don't seem to be trying that hard to, uh, you know, actually become a real church. Oh, I disagree. I'm going to get you a shirt if I can. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going to become ordained through this church of 400 rabbits. Can, can we marry people? In in the church's name, I say so. I declare it so. Great. Uh, the owner, James Aspel, isn't hopeful that Nottingham's powers that be will look beneficently on his bar's application, but it's a tongue-in-cheek effort to shine a light on the ridiculousness of the government's new tier system and how contradictory the rules are. It's been really tough, he says, arguing that the government insists on these restrictions, but then the financial support isn't there. Even if we moved down to tier two, we wouldn't be able to open without serving a substantial meal, pointing to the whole scotch egg fiasco, which has played out in the UK media this week, which, you know, a scotch egg is a hard boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat and breadcrumbs. And it's now been declared a substantial meal by the UK cabinet. Okay. That's a debacle for the UK, I suppose. I believe a pub in called the Caxton Arms, is trying some loophole trickery of its own, serving beer named serving a beer named Substantial Meal in an attempt to bypass the Tier 2 restrictions. They have those kinds of restrictions here in California, which I think they have been lifted recently. But like I know at breweries, they have to serve food in order to serve beer. But wineries are not the same or something because Gavin Newsom doesn't own breweries. <laughs> Damn. Damn, she said it. First we go Whatever, after the man. mob, then we go after Gavin Newsom. Is there anyone that we won't go after? Ugh, I'm staying away from Florida moms. Uh, for sure. According to our next story from Fox10Phoenix.com, Florida mom and teen daughter arrested after hacking student accounts to cast homecoming votes. Pensacola, Florida, in the Florida panhandle. State law enforcement officers said an assistant principal and her teen daughter are facing charges after hacking into students' accounts to cast votes in order for the 17-year-old to be crowned as homecoming queen. Sheesh. Florida Department of Law Enforcement announced they arrested the 50-year-old Laura Rose Carroll and her daughter. Both live in Pensacola. Investigators say they, they cast 246 votes at Tate High School's homecoming court election. The teen was named homecoming queen back in October. In the following month, FDLE began investigating when the school district contacted the state to report the unauthorized as- access into student accounts. Oh, snap. I mean, is it that important to be homecoming queen? <sighs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, to them, to them, I guess it was, but like, oh, this is just so fuckery. Like, this is the mom projecting and needing. That's what I feel like it is more because I'm like, I don't like maybe this isn't it, it was important to this girl, like to be popular and to like be the homecoming queen. But like that shit didn't even cross my mind as a possibility when I was, you know, going to homecoming and prom and, you know, Sadie Hawkins or whatever. Like it, it was just like. You're, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even nominated. No one even would nominate me. But like, you know, this is, can't you just break the crown and give it out to everybody like they did in Mean Girls? <laughs> well, basically what happened is she worked for the school and she accessed students' focus accounts. And Carol had district level access. 
and they noticed that 117 votes originated from the same IP address within a short period of time. Ugh, you're not being clever enough. You gotta be smart about it. Wow, they fucking arrested them. Yeah. For this. I mean, yeah, because she tampered with, with like, a, I mean... Uh, School records. School records. That's uh, unlawful use of two-way communication device, criminal use of personal identifiable information, and conspiracy to commit these offenses. Holy shit. You know, so the mother was arrested. The daughter was also taken to juvenile detention. Is that fair? If she was a part of it, I guess so. But she's 17. I don't like the I don't like the idea of juvenile detention centers in general, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a lot to learn in there, but I also understand that there are definitely, you know, there's people under 18 who are committing major fucking crimes. So sure, don't put them in adult prison, but like you're 17 and you're going to juvie because your mom helped you steal Homecoming Queen. Like <laughs> What are you in for? (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, Uh, this is going to be a weird parallel. Barry Bonds. Okay. Uh, He was, you know, at his time, one of the best baseball players playing. Turns out he was on steroids. Barry Bonds will never be inducted into the Hall of Fame of baseball because Mm -hmm. he cheated. That is more damning to Barry Bonds to always be associated with the fact that he cheated like than probably anything in Barry Bonds' life. So for this girl who's 17 who wanted to be homecoming queen that fucking bad, and then everyone founds out that you fucking stole it and your mom's in jail for it, isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? Well, I mean, they've only been arrested and taken in, so they could get, I mean, she might not be convicted. Yeah, I don't know. Am I, like, on the controversial side of everything that we've been talking about today? I don't say so. Am I being spicy? Ooh. You know what? You're being, I mean, you've been you've been stu- stung by capitalism. Yeah. And your brain is all spinning. I'm just, I'm hurting, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I want things to be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of arrests court convictions, it's time for our dumpster fire of the week. Get me coach on the phone. (laughs) Real Housewives star Jen Shaw charged in massive fraud money money laundering scheme. You knew we were going to do it, listeners, because this is the one Housewives franchise that I watch, and this is Erica Curry's, you know, show as much as it is anybody's. So we have to talk about this. This is fucking crazy. This is like a, a a seven episode or seven, like, I saw a tweet that said this is a seven season arc completed in 1.5 seasons. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, again, I don't, I didn't know the shows very much, but like, this has been like the one season that I watched. Everyone's like, that was a perfect season of Housewives. You don't understand. There was a wedding halfway through the first episode. Like Salt Lake City is is a perfect Housewives franchise, and I really enjoyed the shit out of it. And now one of them is getting arrested. Oh my god, juicy, juicy, juicy. Well, what did Jen Shaw do? Federal prosecutors allege Jen Shaw ran a telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of victims for years. Oh no. She was indicted out of the second district in New York, which is what where Manhattan is, 
And this is what I'll say about the second district of New York. They don't fucking play. Like is that they, what it's called? The second district of New York? Yes. Like the federal district that she was convicted out of. Because she wasn't uh, charged in Utah. She was indicted out of New York. Whoa. Are those the people who are going after Trump also? I think so. Like they've got their shit like in a row. Their ducks are in order. Like this is a huge deal. She faces up to 30 years in prison on the fraud and money laundering conspiracy charges. Prosecutors allege she ran a year-long telemarketing scheme to defraud hundreds of people, many over 55. So she faces up to 30 years in prison on the wire fraud and money laundering conspiracy charges. That would be fucking crazy if she did 30 years in prison, like, because she wouldn't be on the show anymore. Or what do they do? What do they do when someone goes to jail? Well, what happened, what, what happened is allegedly they were filming. So allegedly what happened is they're on a cast trip to Vail and Jen gets a text message and then says, Coach Shaw, her husband, is in the hospital. I have to go. She leaves. Five minutes later, the feds bust into the filming looking for her. Yeah, they cameras are rolling. Feds bust oh in. Oh, my God. And they, they have allegedly have footage of the Bravo stars, her co-stars, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, being interrogated or questioned by the feds. And she was indicted yesterday. Yesterday Serving being, looks. Serving looks. She just had fresh glam done that morning. Of course. She got, she got the glam squad. Box braids, which are very mm-hmm. inappropriate. As she yeah. is Tongan, not black. And I'm, I mean, this is, cameras were rolling. I'm so excited. If probably I, sh- I, I shouldn't be. I mean, this is fucked up. Like, well, I, I, you know what? Fuck it. I am excited because she just, she's a scam artist and put herself out there for our amusement and also is getting busted. This is a good thing that's happened. Yeah. Here's the government. Yeah, that's the government stepping in. She portrays herself as a wealthy and successful business person on a reality television show. And she allegedly has been generating and sold lead lists of innocent individuals of other members of the scheme to repeatedly scam. So basically what happens is when you sign up to a website and you put in, you know, your your phone number, your address, your things like that, a lot of times those websites sell them and they shouldn't, but they do. And what Jen's company was doing was selling leads list, illegally bought leads and selling them to telemarketers, which again, target predominantly people over 55. Not telemarketers, scam, scam ones. Right. Because a telemarketer could just be selling something. Well, scam telemarketers. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, is bananas. You're doing this and you still sign up for the fucking show? It's, I mean, it's fucking wild, dude. She's it's, very, very rich. And it did, you did wonder, you're like, is all the money, like, what does she do for a living? She's got six fucking assistants and a whole, like, makeup team and glam squad is what she calls them. And like, Shaw squad. Her, yeah, the Shaw squad. And, you know, and all her, her husband is like a football coach or something. And you're like, how does she make this much money? And then on the, what was it? The, um, the 
one of the reunions. She said, Mm -hmm. my background is in direct response marketing for about 20 years. So our company does advertising. We have a platform that helps people acquire customers. So when you're shopping online or on the internet and something pops, we have the algorithm behind why you're getting served that ad. That all sounds legit, but nah. Nah. It's, I mean, this is, this is just nuts. And so there was another housewife that got arrested, right? Teresa Judice. Obviously on different things and like a long time ago, but like, is Teresa still in jail? No, she is out of prison. How long was she in for? I think she went in for like 18 months. And what did they do while she was in there? So the judge allowed for her husband, who was also convicted, to stay out. She served her sentence first. And then when he got out or when she got out, he went in so that their children would have a parent at home. Like the that's what they did for Lori Laughlin and whoever Lori Laughlin is married to. Mm-hmm. So weird uh, how privilege um, can get you these special sentences for your you know the well being of your children. Um, money, it's too money, bad money, that- money. Yeah. Do you think Coach Shaw knew? I d- that's what is blowing my mind because he used to be a lawyer. Up until 2012, he was a lawyer. Oh, I did not know that about Shaw. Yeah, I, I. This is all what I learned yesterday in my research, aka <laughs> refreshing Twitter every fifteen seconds. Holy shit! So, I I hope he didn't know because I think he's a good man. I mean, or he plays one on TV, or he plays a damn good one on TV. So, Sheesh. um, so yesterday, her um, like sentencing the not the sentencing but the the trial that or the court case that happened yesterday actually had to be postponed where she because so many bravo fans were flooding the website because those are public hearings and the judge had to ask them to mute over and over again and it was a bunch of bravo fans calling in so they had to postpone that to a later day were you on no, <laughs> I'm not that big of a garbage can, but I, if I would have known about it, hell yes, I would have listened in. <laughs> oh my God. So stay tuned. This is a developing story. PR reps for Jen Shaw had no comment on her arrest. This is so good. She better get a goddamn good lawyer. I, again, I I know this is real people's lives, so I shouldn't be this amused. But also, like, if you're running a dirtbag company and you get punished for it, like, I think I should be allowed to enjoy it. Abs- absolutely. So, Cass, um, what's up? Are you hoarding anything? Yeah, I am. You know what I'm hoarding? It's something simple. I'm hoarding. Just do your fucking nails. Paint your nails. You know they look great. Thank you. Uh, they were chipped to shit before, but I, I sat down, I did some self-care, and I painted them, and I did a little designs, and I don't even know how to do designs, but I did my best. And, you know, boys, girls are non-binary siblings. If it makes you happy, paint your nails because it feels real good and it feels really pretty, and I think we should all feel that way. I bought a nail dip kit mm. during quarantine. Where you, yeah. you know, put a solution on your nail, then dip it into powder. 
Yeah. And it came out so bad. I spent like $100 on this kit and I bought all these colors because I was like, I'm just going to do my nails at home from here on out. I don't need salons anymore because I haven't had my nails done in, in a year. Right. Because of the pandemic. And and so <laughs> that's the biggest fucking waste of money I've ever had. Nail boo. I don't like I don't like fuck it. off. Yeah, it, it it looks hard to do. I, I'm shocked. It's hard. You, like, holy shit. It's very hard. So it can fuck <laughs> right off. What are you hoarding? I'm hoarding a TLC show called Seeking Sister Wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So my love is Sister Wives on TLC. It's uh-huh. about the Brown family, Cody Brown and his four wives. And they uh-huh. all fucking hate each other. And it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> well, we're in the third season of Seeking Sister Wife, where people are living a polygamous lifestyle and they are looking to add a sister wife. So it's like the courting process. And most of them are not religious. <laughs> They're just looking to add an additional wife <laughs> and live the plural lifestyle. It Does is, this ever go the other way around where a woman has multiple husbands? Uh, there was a series, but it was pretty obvious that the men were homosexuals. I mean, and so. one of them came out afterwards and was like, yeah, I did not care. Like, I did not care about her. Oh. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's predominantly poly- like polygamy is predominantly a male with multiple wives. Polygamy different from polyamory? Yes. Polyamory is just is just having multiple partners, but I believe polygamy is the the marriage element. Weird. Oh, here it is on Google. Polygamy versus polyamory. In short, polyamory is having the into Oh, it's literally the exact same you fucking that you just said. Wow, you're incredible. All right. I do. I I love seeking sister wives. I want to be a sister wife. Are you kidding me? Like half the time you get to have alone time and then somebody else does the dishes. Like that sounds incredible. Erica, what if you're the one who has to do the dishes and you're lonely? It's my night to do the dishes. You're bananas. You're bananas and you're lying to my fucking face. (laughs) Are you throwing anything away? (laughs) I have a correction, actually. Okay. Uh, last week, I threw out Disney Plus. I thought it was a shit app, and I was—I fucking meant it, and I was mad. And I—I I finally got so mad that I called Disney Plus. Uh, and you know what? They—they uh, they fixed all the problems. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, Disney Plus is great. Um, <laughs> all hail King Mickey Mouse six six six. I am. <laughs> Sounds like you're a corporate show for Disney Plus now. <laughs> Aren't we fucking all? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am throwing out anyone who has any sort of beef or hate with anyone who's transgender. Hell Get yeah. Get a fucking life. Get a fucking life. Get a fucking life. Like literally, you got to knock it off. I, I've been controversial enough on this podcast, but I don't feel a damn thing saying if someone says that they are a certain gender or that they are not, 
you you just do what they tell you and you do not question their um mental health mm-hmm. you do not question anything mm-hmm. people their pronouns and their gender is what they fucking say it is and shut the fuck up yeah you think they haven't thought it through yeah they think this is not a whim like this is someone's identity Yes, so I uh, I'm throwing that shit out. I'm throwing out any any hate towards people who are transgender. You need to you need to fuck right off. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And grow that. up. Yep. Uh, what are you throwing out? I'm throwing away haters on Lil Nas X. Oh wow! Yeah, like they just came out with Montero. Call me by your name. Uh huh. And it's a fucking bop. And they came out with the, quote, controversial music video that is a piece of art. It's fucking beautiful. They made a joke selling these Satan shoes, these Nike Satan shoes, and churches and people are like, I'll never listen to you ever again. Uh, My child will never listen to Old Town Road again. Like, fuck right off. Fine. Fine. Uh, the every time you say you're not going to listen, I'm just going to listen again. Yeah. I'm just going to listen harder. I'm going to buy more merch. For everyone yeah. boycotting, it just makes me want to support even harder. Love it. Um, I will say this as well. You know, support Asian businesses right now. There's, I, there are Chinatowns around the country who are suffering, and that is a good place to put your money right now. Support support progressive causes, and maybe we won't all be fucking dollar signs someday. I'm snapping. I Yes. What um, a fucking wreck. Yeah. It's, yeah, we stand with our Asian siblings and stop the hate. Please. My God. Getting out of control. I should throw, out, throw that out, too. It just happens to be uh, transgender visibility today, the day that we're recording. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was on my mind. Uh, We are recording on Wednesday this week, whereas we normally record over the weekend. So if anything happens between April 1st and April 5th when this podcast comes out, we'll cover it next time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I hope that the next five days are not the trashiest days uh, that have ever been. But, you know, sometimes that happens. (laughs) Where can people find you? At Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter and every Tuesday night on the Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Network. Where can they find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and Gilly Gal on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us at www.trashytrashypodcast.com where there is a little button that you can send in stories. And that's how Adam submitted their listener story this week. Love it. Thank you so much. We love when our listeners send in stories. We've got, you guys are so great about it. Um, (laughs) Less work, you know. And we love it when you tell us why you're trash, even if it's in like private DMs. We we love it. It it warms our little hearts. Yes. All right. Well, we got a cheese contest. A hundred reviews in April, and you could win. By the end of April. By the end of April, and you could win (laughs) a wheel of French cheese.
By the way, if it's at a hundred and you want to, and you're still one in that raffle, and you you want to be one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred four, it's all you're in the fucking raffle. You're in the raffle. It counts. It counts. French fucking cheese. I mean, this is huge. This is. I mean, this is like divine cheese. We were trying to get to a hundred reviews so we could get lip injections, and the people were like, "We can't even fucking see your faces. This is not. This is a podcast." <laughs> You can taste some cheese. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.